Hey everyone, my name's Joshua. I'm enjoying a nice cup of coffee. Sweet nectar. Hey, in this video, I was alerted to um, Lecrae, uh, something he was talking about in terms of Christians and gay people. And uh, what he says um, is ridiculous. I kind of listened to part of it. Um, and I want to, I want to, play it for you and respond to it. I think it's actually a very teachable moment for all of us about what the gospel is, what Christianity is, and also um, kind of the relationship of the church with those who um, are gay or struggling with anything involving LGBTQ plus and the relationship of the church and all of these issues. This is obviously a big deal. We're all struggling to communicate where we're coming from. And uh, Lecrae, for those of you who don't know, he's a very famous hip-hop rap star. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you, I've enjoyed Lecrae over the years. I really enjoyed his rehab album. I listened to that like crazy. Um, my daughters and I loved it. We listened to it on vacations. I listened to it working out. I loved his rehab album. But it was clear after that album, uh, following albums, he began to really slide and drift from the gospel as a uh, Christian artist. Um, and then I think a couple years ago, he like deconstructed his faith. I haven't looked into that very much. Um, I'm not surprised these celebrities. Um, it's hard being a celebrity, you know. It's it's. I I would reckon it's hard because you want to be accepted by other celebrities. And uh, that's what's happened, sadly, with Lecrae. And this little clip here is a good example of him um, really getting Christianity wrong, getting the gospel wrong, getting gayness wrong. I mean, he gets he gets so many things wrong in the name of still being like, you know, a Christian. Keep in mind, this is a guy who wrote a book called uh, about not being ashamed of the gospel and he has totally become ashamed of the gospel. And again, it's a teachable, it's an edifying moment for all of us. If you're investigating Christianity or if you're a Christian and you're trying to figure out some of these issues, um, this is, this is very instructional, um, kind of what not to believe, what not to think when it comes to these issues. So let's listen to what he says, and I'll stop it here. Um, but let's, uh, let's listen into what he says. Um, and that, that's not a secret. The Christian community does not treat the gay community well, has not historically, right? That's just not, you know, anything to hide. Um, and that's because there are varying degrees of perspectives and objectives. Okay, let's stop it there. Now, first of all, he says that historically uh, Christians in the church have not treated gay people well. My question here is, in what way? Like, what's happening? How, how is it that Christians in the church are treating gay people badly? Like, what happened? If a gay person goes into a church, what happens to them? Do they get pepper sprayed in the foyer? Are they, you know, getting ganged up on by a bunch of Christians in the narthex? You know, I mean, what what exactly is happening? Is the is the preacher in the middle of the sermon stopping and saying, I want all gay people to come forward. And we're going to beat them over the head with a stick. Or is what he's saying that the church and Christians have historically treated gay people badly because 
we teach something that is biblical when it comes to sexuality. Is teaching biblical sexuality, that is, sex belongs between one man and one woman in the context of marriage and no other way, is that being mean to people? Is that being cruel? Is that creating some kind of, I guess, as they talk about today, verbal violence against people? And if that's the case, if that's what he means by historically treating gay people badly, well, then the church has been treating every human being badly since the church has been conceived. Because what does the church do? It calls people to turn from sin and go to Jesus as the Savior who died for sin. Jesus defeated death on the third day. The whole world is called to repent. I mean, literally, the church's job is to offend human beings who are living separated from God, living according to the old nature, living according to sinful nature that they were born in. We're all treated in a way that's loving but truthful, which is you need to be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. Was my pastor mean to me when it said being a rebellious teenager is not good? Um, was my pastor being mean to me when it said, when he said that, you know, if I don't repent and believe in Jesus, I'm going to be in hell forever and ever. Now, maybe you don't believe in hell, but if you did believe in hell, it's not mean to warn people of hell, just like it's not mean to go into a burning building with a bunch of people sleeping and saying, hey, everybody needs to wake up out of your comfortable sleep and get out of the building because the thing is on fire. The thing is on fire. I don't know what he's talking about. I mean, when have you ever seen a gay person treated badly in the church? When? Name it. I mean, you got to go, you got to go to some like, you know, false Christian cult, militia form of false Christianity somewhere in some small town obscure where they might actually be mean to gay people. I've never been to a Christian church and I've been to lots of different churches, man, high liturgy, conservative. Um, uh, I've been to contemporary churches, evangelical churches. I've never been to a church where I thought, you know, these people are going to be really mean to a gay person if they come into this building. They're going to be really, really mean to them. Like, I've never, I've never seen that. And this guy right here, this is a guy who was more than happy to go into churches. He's more than happy to go to Reformed conferences, John Piper's conference years ago. He went around to all the Reformed circles and went into all their churches and did his little hip-hop thing so that he could sell albums. And now he's biting the hand that fed him. He's biting the hand that, that reached out to him and embraced him. And now he's turning against them. And why is he turning against conservative Christians? Because he wants to be accepted by culture and by the world. Why is he turning against, you know, um, sound Christian doctrine ideas? Because he wants to be accepted by heretics and by progressive Christians. This guy is seeking the glory of man, not the glory of God. And that's why he's releasing videos and saying this kind of, this dumb, ignorant stuff when it comes to Christianity and gayness, and sexual sin, and everything like that. And let me tell you something. I'm telling you, G.K. Chesterton said it. I know I've told you this before, but it's so true. He said, Christians are expected to believe everybody else's creed except for their own. 
He said that at the beginning of the 20th century, and it's still true. We're expected to accept everybody else's cultural perspectives about sex and life and lifestyle, but we're not expected to believe our own Bible. We're not expected to believe our own doctrine and truth that we believe is the revelation from God about how to live a human life. And this guy is still claiming that he's some kind of true Christian over against you know, these mean, conservative, reformed Christians or whatever. And he's turning his back on people that celebrated him and listened to his music. Um, it's, it's absolutely disastrous. Let's see what else he has to say. Pertains to Christians engaging culture. Um, because here's and here's a caveat because I, I didn't even know I was going to go here but here's a caveat before we get into little Nas X specifically I'm a firm believer that you know same-sex attraction is not a choice for everybody um and if you are born with a propensity or an attraction toward a, the same sex that in and of itself is not condemnable like, that's not something you condemn someone for. And I think that's what's consistently happened in the churches. People have said, hey, I am attracted to the same sex. Oh, you're going to hell. Okay, first, is that the way they say it? Is it you're going to hell. That's the way it happens. I mean, this is, there's so much gaslighting happening right here. It's not even... It's not even funny, but let's forget about the gaslighting part. All right, let's just let's just deal with the argument he's making because he's making an argument. He's coming from a particular perspective. Okay, and what he's saying is is that there's nothing wrong if you have the propensity to have same-sex attraction. Oh, really? Oh, really? So I guess there's nothing wrong if I have the propensity to alcoholism. I guess there's nothing wrong if I have the propensity to anger or lust. I guess there's not, I guess we got to bag the whole Sermon on the Mount. I guess we got to bag it when Jesus says, you know, if you lust after a woman in your heart, you've committed adultery. I guess we got to forget that part because the propensity is not a problem. He's saying that there's nothing wrong with a person continuing to cultivate and just identify themselves as a gay person, that it's unchangeable, it's irreversible, it is what it is, it, it's not just a part of their biography, it's a part of their nature, to quote Butterfield. Listen, here's the thing. What does the Bible teach about human sinfulness? We are born with a sinful nature. The reason why we sin outside of our bodies is because we have a nature that is sinful. It's not that we sin and then become sinful. It's we're sinful and therefore we sin. We're born with a sinful nature. And our sinful nature has different symptoms to different people. We all have different propensities to express a sinful nature. Some people, like I said, have a propensity to alcoholism. Some people have a propensity to anger or lust, or you could name the propensity. Everybody's got different propensities, okay, when it comes to sinful nature. But that's exactly why we are born again, so that we can have a new nature implanted into our life. And through the new nature that we have in Christ and by the Holy Spirit, we fight against the flesh. Lecrae is denying Romans chapter 8, verse 13. Lecrae is denying James chapter 1. 
Um, Lecrae is denying all the passages that say we are to mortify the deeds of the body. We are to go to the the root of our desires. And in that place of our desires, we are to live a daily life of repentance and giving those desires to God because we don't want to act on them. What he is saying is what all progressive Christians are saying now is that there's nothing wrong with having a propensity for same-sex attraction. That is a denial of the Bible. That is a denial of the work of Jesus. It waters down the work and the importance of Jesus dying for us and defeating death. It waters down the need for us to have the Holy Spirit in our life. It waters down the denial of us needing the Bible and the church and community and accountability. And it deny it waters down our need to grow as Christians to be sanctified, to be more and more progressively shaped after the image of Jesus Christ. It denies and waters down the call of God to pursue holiness in the grace and the strength and in the spirit that he provides. I mean, this is, this is denying so much of biblical theology and Christianity, it's not even funny. And then he gaslights us here at the end. There he is. He's, he's pointing at us. Oh, you are. That's how he, that that's how he presents us, as opposed to, hey man, we're in the fight of our lives as human beings. We're trying to live for the glory of God, and it's not easy for me. It's not easy for you. It's not easy for anybody. We need the Holy Spirit. We need repentance. We need God to help us. But see, he doesn't care about any of that. This. This guy does not care about what God thinks or what the Bible thinks. You know what he cares? He cares about what Lil Nas X thinks. He thinks he cares about what all the hip hop artists and the Grammy people think. He wants to go to the parties. He wants to be a part of the celebrity culture. He wants to go on the talk shows and be accepted by Jimmy Fallon. That's all he cares about. He's not caring about glory of God. You know, it reminds me of Jesus when he talked about the Pharisees, who are the opposite, the legalist. And why were the Pharisee legalists? Because they sought the glory of man and not the glory of God, is what Jesus said. Well, people of license, people of licentiousness, people who believe in, in cheap, free, hyper grace do the same thing. Why do they believe their doctrine of license because they want to be accepted by the world. They they go we go to change the world and the world changes us. We go into the world and say, oh, we're gonna be winsome and we're gonna connect with people and make Jesus relevant. Next thing you know, we've denied the faith, we've deconstructed our faith, and then we're then we turn and we're totally cruel to the Christian church. You know who's being mean? Lecrae is being mean. As he's talking about how Christians are so-called mean to gays and the church is mean to the gays, he's mean to the church. Look at him. He, we don't talk like this. I mean, I'm a pastor of a, of a conservative, reformed, Baptist-type church, man. I preach repentance and sin. I preach convicting things. I'm never like mean, you know, like this guy is being mean. Um. You know, it's a funny thing about progressives and liberals, whether in culture or, or whether in the church, you know, they always end up being what they say that they're attacking, right? They're always, they're always for the thing that they say they're against. It's an amazing thing. All right, let's listen a little bit more. Let's see what else he says. That's not okay. Um, on top of that, People outside the church have said, hey, 
Not only am I same-sex attracted, I'm acting on it. And the Christian community is pointed fingers again. But, but what about all the people outside the church who do all kinds of things that we would consider sin? Like, where's the uproar for, I don't know, gluttony? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and here's my, my biggest issue when we come back to Lil Nas X. Well, let's not come back to Little Nas X. Let's just stop right there. Now, here's the final thing. I'm going to bring this up because this is actually super important because he's talking about, again, just trying to keep it focused on his argument. His argument is, and this is a common argument because we're trying to find ways to be acceptable, um, that all sins are equal. This is a great myth. And I have to admit, this is something that I had to learn about as well. I had to learn this idea because we're like, oh, well, you know, every sin is a sin. It doesn't matter what it is. Here he says gluttony is the same thing as having, you know, uh, not only gay attraction. You noted what he talked about. Christians who say they're gay and they act on it. He goes, well, I mean... What about people of gluttony who act on gluttony? Nobody says anything about gluttony. Um, this is a this is a common myth, and it's the idea that all sins are equal. Now, here's the way it works. Here's why this is a myth. Biblically speaking, there's a vertical way of thinking about sin, and there's a horizontal way of thinking about sin. Okay, the vertical way is our relationship with God. All sin in some way breaks our fellowship with God as believers, okay? So if I'm gluttonous and I'm worshiping food and I worship my stomach more than I worship God, that's breaking my fellowship with God as a believer, right? Because I'm seeking uh, the glory of food more than the glory of God. Okay, that's gluttony. Vertically, that brings a separation in my fellowship with God sins of any type, whether I'm stealing, whether I'm gluttonous, if I, you know, talk at the mouth bad, if whatever, it breaks my fellowship with God vertically. All right. So all sin does that in some way, but then there's the horizontal relationship of sin. That is our relationship with other human beings. And what God wants us to do is to love our neighbor, love people, um, he wants us to treat people fairly, right? He wants us to be just, all of those things, to walk humbly with people, to walk justly with people, all of those things. When it comes to human relationships and horizontal sins, they are not all equal. Now, just think about this just for a second. If I steal a stick of gum from you, that is not as bad as if I burn down your barn on your farm, Right. If I break into your house and I take some dishes, that's not the same thing if I break into your house and I murder you. Right. Those are two different levels of sin. Sin has different levels when it comes to human relationships. That's why some sins are called abominable sins. Right. Why, why would they be called abominable well, the reason why is because they do particular damage to other human beings, right? You can't equate all sins as equal. God hates sins 
that hurt people more than he hates sins that hurt people less. Now, he hates all sin, don't get me wrong, but, but there's different levels of sin. That's why when it comes to sexual sin, the Bible says it's particularly damaging. It's damaging to other human beings. It breaks relationships. It breaks family households. Why is adultery really bad? Well, because it, it'll break down a marriage. It destroys marriages. Um, why is sexual sin bad? Because it hurts people. And not only that, but it hurts ourselves. In fact, the Apostle Paul said, um, and there's a verse, let's see here, First uh, Corinthians chapter 5, where he says, um, wait, let me get this. No, 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 no I'm sorry. First Corinthians chapter 6, where he says in verse 18, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. Note that he is contrasting every other sin compared to sexual sin. And he says sin is particularly bad. Sexual sin is particularly bad because you're sinning against your own body. Gluttony and sexual immorality are not the same thing. And the only reason why people would equate them is to allow for and to subtly accept sexual sins. That's the only reason why somebody would say that. And he's clearly saying, as the heretic he is, he's clearly saying that, you know, somebody acting on gay sexual sin and having sex with a same-sex person is no more problematic than somebody who eats too much food. It's like, wrong. You got that wrong. The reason why he got that wrong is because he doesn't care about the Bible. He doesn't care about God. He doesn't care about Christianity or the gospel. He's wearing a shirt that says the Holy Spirit. I promise you, he could care less about the Holy Spirit. You know, him wearing that shirt that says the Holy Spirit, it's like the guy that beats his wife at home but has on, on the back of his pickup truck the bumper sticker that says, I love my wife. There's no difference between that guy in the pickup truck and Lecrae who's talking this kind of trash um, on this particular video. Look, let's come to an agreement. All right, let's just come to an agreement. The agreement is this. Let's leave the doctrine and the theology and some of the more complicated issues of sexuality in the Bible to theologians and pastors and teachers and leaders in the church and people like that and let's let's not go to the pop stars let's 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 call the pop stars to go do their pop star thing lecrae needs to go and just do some rap man he needs to stop doing theology because he clearly is not qualified to do theology and if anybody needs to repent it's this guy right here he is in he is in danger he is in real danger because he's he's coming into the realm of false teacher stuff because he's he's talking about things, first of all, that he probably doesn't know about. And if he does know about it, then he's intentionally getting it wrong so that he can be accepted by the world. And that's the whole reason why any of us would compromise on biblical teaching. Why is it 
that people leave the church or why people don't stand with the Bible when it comes to sexual sin today because they want to be accepted by somebody. Now, they're going to say, oh, no, it's not because of that. I want to accept people. That's why I do it. No, 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 no. No, they don't want to, they don't, they don't want to accept people. They want to be accepted by people. That's the thing. And this guy used the church to sell his albums, and now he's speaking against the church to be cool with the cool kids. He would rather, I mean, honestly, he would rather be accepted by little Nas X, all right, a gay rapper, than he would, than he would want to be accepted uh, by God. That's, that's a dangerous game he's playing. But let us not play that game. Let us stand with the Word of God. And two things can be true at the same time. You can love sinners and hate sin. Now, you can, um, you can reach out with people with the gospel. And part of being a witness is bringing conviction. Um, because we can't be comforted by the death of Jesus for our sin unless we're convicted because we've sinned against God. And what is the gospel? I'll tell you what the gospel is. The gospel is when we see Jesus, we hear that Jesus died for our sins, and in light of his death on the cross, we realize that our sin is the thing that's separating us from the holiness of God. And as in light of Jesus's death for our sins, we repent of our sin, we believe in him, and we believe that in his resurrection, we have new life and a new nature to fight our flesh in this life, and to hopefully, by the grace of God and the Holy Spirit, to grow into Christ's likeness, which takes time for all of us. None of us are perfect. We all got some growing to do. But with God in our life, with the Holy Spirit, with Christ, we can grow and continue to hate the sin that Jesus shed his blood to crush. To quote, to, to, that's, a, that's a quote from uh, Rosaria Butterfield. Uh, great quote, man. We want to turn from the sin that Jesus shed his blood to crush. I love that. So... Lecrae, he needs to repent, but let us not fall for some of the, it's the same talking points of progressive Christians. It's just so sad because it's leading people down the wrong path. So until next time, have a great day. I'm going to finish my coffee, and I pray that God will bless you and that you will know that you are loved by God through Christ in the gospel. Amen. Talk to you next time.